Night Talk, Monday to Thursdays, 10 to midnight. We have this story about the United Nations Security Council authorizing a foreign security mission to Haiti. Now, the Security Council voted to authorize a security support mission to the gang-controlled island nation of Haiti for 12 months. Now, 13 countries voted in favor of this with some abstentions from Russia and China. The country's leadership asked the council almost a year ago for an international force to support the under-equipped Haitian National Police in stabilizing a country faced with unprecedented violence as well as lawlessness, murders, kidnappings and also almost half of the country's population is food insecure. Now Kenya has offered to lead an international force, that's a police force in July, but has been waiting a mandate from the council. Joining us now is Joanna LeBlanc, partner at the Dermy Advisory Group, PLLC. Joanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah, this situation, uh, as it pertains to gangs and seems to be an impunity in which they operate, seems to have held the country hostage. How bad is the situation in Haiti? Uh, well, you know, to, to start out, um, prior to joining the firm that I'm with right now, um, I was a, a senior staffer at the United States Congress, and I was responsible for working on, on, on Haiti-related matters. Um, and before joining Congress, I actually worked for the Haitian government as a senior foreign policy advisor to three sitting Haitian ambassadors to the United States, as well as the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. So I, 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 so I know this issue from the United States side as well as from the Haitian government perspective. Uh, but back to your question, um, the situation on the ground is rather dire. Um, we're talking about about 80% of the country is controlled uh, by gangs. So we're talking about major infrastructures, ports, highways, um, even communities across Haiti. Um, are controlled by, by, by gangs who have overpowered the Haitian National Police. And, and the Haitian National Police just does not have um, proper equipment, um, proper weapons um, um, to fight, and nor um, are there sufficient po police officers to fight the, the, Haitian, the Haitian gangs because those gang members are, are equipped with even more sophisticated weapons than the Haitian National Police. Um, and, and the question, you know, should then be, you know, where are these weapons coming from, right? Well, so Haiti does not manufacture weapons, right? In fact, there's an embargo on Haiti um, to bring in weapons into the country. However, uh, those who are committed to destabilizing the country, uh, we're talking about the political elite, um, the, uh, the oligarchs of the country, um, you know, continue to, to, uh, to finance these gangs. Um, and, and provide them with, with weapons and create complete anarchy into the country. And, and you're also talking about women and girls being raped um, in, the, in, the, in the hands of some of these gang members um, and, and the severe kidnappings across the country for, for, for ransom. Um, so we can all agree that the situation is dire. And, and you're talking about inflation has, has been increased um, over the past three years. Now I believe more than 20%. Um, so the people of Haiti um, don't have access to economic opportunities. Um, the, the, the kids are not going to school as, as they should. 
the schools have had to close as a result of, of gang activities across the country. Um, and so, so you know, so, so we're at a at a moment where uh, the country does need does need support, does need assistance in addressing the insecurity crisis on the ground. Painting now of the lived experience of the average Haitians, because they they they're the ones living alongside this violence, and I would imagine it's it's not something that you know you would recommend anything for any nation is this is this the solution that the you know the united nations regulation is enforcing would do you see this security council voting to authorize the support mission as the only solution to what's happening in haiti the reality is that um, when it comes to intervention into um, sovereign nations that that should always be the last resort um, and i think that there were ample opportunities for Haiti's international partners uh, and Haiti's officials to address the insecurity crisis and not allow it to get to where it's at today. Because we know the source of the problem. Again, as I said earlier, the source of the problem is that these weapons are coming from um, from the United States. In fact, the Department of De the U.S. Department of Defense, um, you know, put out a statement, uh, uh, you know, a report uh, last year um, indicating that acknowledging the role uh, that the United States play in these weapons ending up in, in, in Haiti, right? Um, so, so you have to address the root cause of the issue. Otherwise, this multilateral, multinational uh, police force will not, be, will not be successful. And also you have to look at, you know, you have to continue to, to sanction some of these oligarchs um, that are fueling um, the, the, the insecurity crisis uh, in, in the country. Because um, so, without doing that, I, I'm afraid that um, Kenya, Kenya will, will fail miserably. Now, now, what gives me some kind of hope, um, and, 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 and because the people of Haiti are very skeptical when it comes to intervention, because past interventions have failed. In fact, they have left the country worse off. In 1915, we saw how uh, the U.S. came and occupied the Republic of Haiti for over 20 years and left the country in a worse condition than it was before. And then you had the U.N. in the country providing security support to, to the people, but yet brought um, cholera into the country, which killed uh, millions, of, millions of people and left um, countless people sick. And, and although the U.N. has um, agreed um, that uh, it, it is responsible for the bringing of cholera into the country, but he has yet to pay restitution to any of those any of those individuals in the country. If, if this had transpired in the United States, in France, or any other of uh, these so-called white nations, you would have had to pay restitution, right? So, so people are very skeptical of intervention, and it creates a skepticism for, for, for Kenya. But me personally, you know, as I listen to President Ruto, um, he seems to be a pan-Africanist. He seems to be someone who understands the role that neocolonialism and imperialism have played in the underdevelopment of countries across the world, in particular black nations and countries across Africa. Um, so, so perhaps with that kind of mindset going in, 
um, he will be the voice of reasoning um, um, as we continue to negotiate what this multinational force is going to look like because we really don't know. The U.S. Security Council has given the approval, but there are so many questions that are left unanswered because the Haitian government itself has not even set forth the perimeters of what this is going to look like. Kenya volunteered to lead this UN-approved forces to Haiti. I'm sorry? Why has Kenya, you know, volunteered to lead the UN-approved forces to Haiti? I, it's a question that everyone has been asking um, because, um, you know, as you know, Haiti is a French-speaking country. Uh, we speak French and Haitian Creole, um, and, and there is no connection prior to this between Kenya and, and Haiti, right? Kenya, they speak Swahili, they speak English, and, and a host of other languages. Um, so, so culturally, it just does not make sense, right? Uh, when I was a, 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 a senior staffer at the U.S. Congress, one of my recommendations was to possibly work with Francophone um, African countries to address the insecurity crisis. And the reason why I had made that recommendation is because for the obvious reason, the culture and the language, right? Uh, because the Kenyan police officers, once they get to Haiti, they're going to need to learn the language. <laughs> and, and, it's, and, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. Um, so, so there's a lot of skepticism as to why was Kenya selected um, in lieu of countries where they actually speak French and there's already some familiarity with the language and the culture of, of the Haitian people. Uh, but as I said earlier, it puts me at ease knowing that uh, President Ruto is a Pan-Africanist. And I think it's an opportunity for Kenya um, to, to, um, to really elevate its status on the global stage. Because if this mission is successful, right, uh, this means that the country of Haiti will be able to organize free, fair, transparent, and inclusive elections, which has not happened over the past three, four years. There is not one elected official in Haiti right now. The prime minister is ruling by decree. There is no checks and balances in the country as of right now. So if this mission led by Kenya is successful, it will go in the history as something incredibly significant for Kenya and also for the people of Haiti. Well, the gangs, Joanna, what is known about them and how they seem to be operating? They've gotten such power. And how has it gotten and escalated to this point? I'm so sorry. Could you, could you please repeat the question? Yeah, I was talking about the gangs that are currently running the country with all this violence. What is known about them and how, how are they operating? And, and, and how is it that their power has gotten to such an extent? Yeah, so, so let, let's go back a little bit. So since 1986, the country of Haiti, which is the year I was born in, has dealt with instability. Um, and, and unfortunately, um, there, there are reports out there that show that the Haitian government has worked with these gangs in the past. And even under the leadership of the previous president who just died, who was assassinated, President Jovenel Moïse, um, there were accusations by human rights groups that he was working with um, some of these gangs that have caused um, major atrocities across the country and have also uh, engaged in, in, in a series of massacres which have killed countless people, right? Um, so it's from that initial engagement and it spiraled out of control. And then in addition to that, you have 
the oligarchs, the rich, the wealthy in Haiti, you know, working with these gangs, paying them money to provide security in their in their neighborhood, right? And then you have others who are just financing some of these gangs to create ruckus, to create insecurity in the country. Uh, but the reality is that it did not have to get this far. If there was the willpower by the Haitian government, which the Haitian government has never really cared about its people, um, and that is something I will say, and I will say over and over, I worked for the Haitian government, and I, and I am disgusted with what I have witnessed. Um, there has never been an agenda that is for the people um, from the Haitian government perspective. It has always been about um, individuals doing whatever is necessary to maintain and retain power, even if it means to negotiate the interests of the country away so that the interests of individuals could, could prevail. Um, so if there was a willpower by the, by the people, right, because the issue of insecurity, it's not driven by an ideology. We're not talking about, you know, people who are, um, who, who will tie a bomb to themselves and, and start blowing up different infrastructures across the, across the country. That's not what this is about. This is about economics. This is about people not having access to resources, people not having access to jobs, right? So when you're able to um, give this child $10, 5 U.S. dollars, right, and you, you're able to recruit that child and become a part of, 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 of your ecosystem to further destabilize the country. So, and if the U.S., if there was a real willpower, they would have put systems in place to ensure that guns do not come from the United States into the country. Because the, the, these guns are coming through the port, right? They smuggle them in cars, um, in big boxes, um, and, and, and in shoe boxes. You name it, right? So if there was a willpower, all of these guns will be taken off the street. You know, some you have criticized outside forces, even the ones endorsed by the United Nations, to be able to deal and address this issue. Uh, what would you say about the internal operatives who understand the inner workings of the country's history and the gangs? Would that not be better suited? Yeah, so the thing is, with, with, I think, with, I hope I'm answering your question properly. Um, I just hope that President Russo and his team are getting advice from people beyond the U.S. government and the Haitian government, or else President Russo will fail. President Ruto and his people need to have an independent body of advisors who will advise him uh, and his team accordingly so that this mission could be successful. Otherwise, this will go down in history as the United States using a black face to achieve its agenda. And President Ruto does not want that kind of reputation for Kenya. And we also know the UN has its own history and record of human rights abuses while attempting to combat the Haitian gangs. Are you able to reflect on this for us? I'm sorry, reflect, I'm sorry. I'm having a really hard time hearing you. I'm so sorry. No, we were just talking about the UN and its own history and record of human rights abuses while attempting to combat, um, for example, in Haiti, the gangs. Are you able to reflect on this for us? Absolutely. Like I said earlier today, um, you know, the, 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 the Kenyan, I mean, not Kenyan, the, the, the UN force in Haiti has been accused of gross human rights violations in the country where they rape children, rape girls. And you have all these young women in the country 
who um, got pregnant by by UN um, peacekeepers, right? Um, so so these types of of, of of history really make people feel very uncomfortable when you have the UN involved in any kind of quote unquote peaceful resolution to addressing the instituted crisis in Haiti because the UN has blood in in, in on its hand, in, in its hands, right? With the with, with the raping of the girls and, and, and the women in the country and with bringing cholera that killed countless people in, in, in the country. And yet, folks still have not received any sort of restitution for, for, for that injustice. So how, how has the reaction been in Haiti? Are people celebrating? Are others worrying? What, what have you been seeing on the ground? Well, on the ground... Uh, Everyone can agree that the insecurity crisis is dire and that help is needed. But the question is, what will help look like? What, what are the parameters? And we have not seen the parameters which should be set forth by the Haitian government. You cannot have the United States, um, the U.S., who, who, who are historically, who have historically failed the people to set the parameters. Uh, and at the same token, you have a, a, a government uh, that does not have any legitimacy in the country uh, in the eyes of, of the Haitian people. Um, so while they understand the help is needed, they do understand the challenges. In fact, one of the, one of the key um, gang members, um, Sherry, Sherry Barbecue, um, indicated that if there are any human rights violations by the Kenyan forces, his gangs will retaliate against uh, Kenya and, and, and its forces, against Kenyan forces and, and anybody else. Um, and in addition to that, the Haitian National, I'm sorry, the, the National Haitian American Elected Officials Network, which represents every single elected official of Haitian descent here in America, put out a letter, sent President Biden and, Blank, and Secretary Blinken a letter um, a few days prior to the vote, the resolution. Uh, being voted on at the U.N., asking them to not proceed with any intervention in Haiti because they felt as though it would only um, strengthen um, the um, president, I mean, um, Prime Minister Ariel Henry, and that it would not solve the actual issue of insecurity in the Haiti. So you have over 100 Haitian American elected officials network who are completely against this intervention. And countless human rights groups have made it very clear that this intervention is not something that, that, should, that should take place. Oh, so it begs the question again to the UN voting to send an international force to Haiti. Like, why would they do that, considering that it looks so improbable? And I think, Joanna, this, this path, the way we're looking at it is going to be fraught, especially for the Haitians, because the path ahead We'll have to see how it unfolds. And right now, as you've painted the picture, it's uh, it's going to be pretty tense. Yeah, you know, but what I do know is that the people of Haiti are incredibly resilient. Uh, you know, they they will overcome. But what really breaks my heart in the midst of all of this is, you know, the girls, the women, the vulnerable population um, who just don't have access to resources. You know, you have so much talent that are just going to waste because of lack of infrastructure in the country. Uh, you have a mass migration crisis. 
um, from Haiti to the United States to the U.S.-Mexico border, right? And, and, and I think it's important for your listeners to know this. So in spite of the insecurity, right, in the country, um, the State Department has designated Haiti as a do-not-travel country. The State Department has pulled its employees outside, out of Haiti, back into the United States, and has been supporting this intervention because the situation is so dire. But at the same time, the United States continues to deport countless Haitians to Haiti each and every day. The same country that you're saying is a war zone that you have removed your staff from, right, and that you're calling for an intervention because it's so bad, but you're still deporting Haitians to Haiti. So tell me, does that make any sense to you? Joanna, I feel like we've had more questions come out of uh, this discussion than answers. But thank you so much for your insightful perspectives. And I think we're going to observe how this Kenyan-led mission unfolds. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you in the future. There we go. We have had quite a discussion there with Joanna LeBlanc. As you have heard, she was very much involved and uh, is also Haitian. She's a partner at the Domi Advisory Group. And uh, looking at this grave gang situation in Haiti and how they're managing to commandeer all the power, and hopefully there'll be a solution. And Kenya is the one being sent to Haiti to... Um, yeah, as an international force, we'll keep a close eye on this and other stories.